Hi everyone, Sane Man here. This video isn't brought to you by any donations, because I didn't get any for today. So I thought I'd share a short article from May 14th, 1923 in the New York Times. It shows that female nature was trying to shut down male spaces, and that stretches way back in time. The woman in it even calls men that are single and refuse to remarry simps. That is one of the earliest documented uses of the word. Here's what it says, and I quote, Woman calls bachelor simps, afraid to take a chance says woman referring to club. In Atlantic City, New Jersey, on May 13th, a letter signed by Miss Lillian Henderson, which bitterly assailed Atlantic City's bachelors, was received here today by acting captain of detectives, Frank Ferretti from Newark. The letter referred particularly to the now-defunct Bachelors Club here and the Atlantic City Widowers Association. Those bachelor simps, wrote Miss Henderson, are afraid to take a chance and are too tight to share their earnings with the wife. The Bachelor Club assailed by Miss Henderson disbanded recently when some of its members deserted and remarried. The Widowers Association, headed by city detective Edward Sony, is formed mainly of those who have traveled a stormy marital path and have sworn never again, unquotes. At first, I couldn't figure out why Miss Lillian Henderson petitioned the police to shut down a bachelor's club. Then it dawned on me that she was probably trying to cancel Detective Edward Sony back in 1923 for being head of the Widowers Association. That's probably the real reason she contacted his place of employment and sent his higher up the letter. This is a hundred years ago and the cancel culture idea remains the same. It's just that the names and places have changed. Back then, Widowers and Bachelors Associations were used by men to meet and share ideas about female nature and probably just network too. But proto-feminists and suffragettes back then wanted to shut down all male spaces. They shut down the bars when they banned alcohol three years before that, thanks to the Prohibition Act. But that wasn't enough, it seems. Lillian was using the typical shaming language that single men are selfish and stupid simps. Shaming men back then for being cowards unwilling to take a chance in marriage. All stuff I recently spoke about in a video I shared that has a chapter of my upcoming book in it called Shaming Single Men. Lillian contacted active captain of detectives Frank Ferretti. She was trying to shame Detective Sony, who is boss, and put pressure on him by also shaming him and all the detectives to try and get Sony canned. Lillian was simply trying to scare men from talking to one another in their own clubs and associations without the company of women. She's trying to say that you'll be canceled and it's pure scare tactics the way we see today. I'll discuss more in just a moment, but let me first tell everyone about today's sponsor, T Fitz. Are you getting a divorce because your wife laughs at you like a horse? Then you need the Men's Guide to High Conflict Divorce. This book is like a rubber for your marriage and protects you from many of the tricks she has hidden up her wizard sleeve vagina. Tom Fitz also has another book called The Police Are Not Your Friends, especially if you're thinking of eating their hairy donut holes. Both books are available at the sponsor link down below. Anyways, now back to women trying to cancel single men in 1923 Clown World Show. Sharing this article, I know my rights under fair use. Also, according to the U.S. Copyright Office, they say this, and I quote, Currently, all pre-1926 U.S. works are in public domain, because copyright protection has expired for those works. I had to spend a couple of bucks to get this New York Times article and now have a subscription for a whole month. I was going to cancel it immediately. But then I thought there could be more articles like this one that are much longer than this short little paragraph. But this was written back in a time when journalism was about facts instead of opinions. They let the viewer make up their own opinion back then. Unlike today where their job is to tell you what to think. It just shows you that female nature doesn't change and according to them, 
single men have to be stopped, even though the Bachelor Club had shut down in Atlantic City because the men became too thirsty and got remarried, the Widowers Association, a place for men to share their grief about losing their wives, was just too damn toxic to remain standing. The article says that the Widowers Association is formed mainly of those who've traveled a stormy marital path and have sworn never again. That's MGTOW 1923, hiding under the cover of a bunch of men that had their supposed wives die. I just want everyone to know that as the last few MGTOW channels disappear on YouTube in the coming months and years, the feminists won't stop there. The attacks on single and free-thinking men will continue. Then they'll set their sights on shutting down PUA incel and the few MRA channels that remain. Right now, MGTOW is banned on TikTok and Reddit. It's on the ropes on YouTube. The Red Pill Ring can't even use the term MGTOW on its website to sell rings because of issues with payment processors. The owner of MGTOW.TV tells me it's constantly coming under attack. Eventually, they'll go after guys calling themselves bachelors and Sigmas too. But Sigmas can be both male and female, so hopefully if I start a channel with that, they'll actually offer me some protection if I go in that direction. Especially if I interview some women via Skype. That'll make it difficult to paint it as a misogynistic movement or philosophy if it includes women. Then again, the men's rights movement tried that with Karen Strawn and the Honey Badgers. And that still didn't work. We can keep moving and renaming our channels and ideas, but they won't stop. They won't relent. They keep chasing us throughout time and cyberspace. It seems that single men that refuse to get married are the most dangerous men in history, don't you know? Because then women in the state can't steal their wealth. Such men are free and not slaves. I was immediately going to cancel that New York Times subscription, but I thought, wait a moment, if I went back to the early 20th century and found many articles about suffragettes, there might actually be something worthy of sharing. Even female nature keeps renaming itself, bringing in a new generation of disgruntled cat ladies into the fold. The temperance movement was feminism before feminism. Then it became toxic, and they changed it to the suffragette movement to give women the vote. Then when women got the vote in America, their first order of business was to shut down all the liquor halls. That, of course, led to organized crime because people still wanted to drink. Then eventually things led to feminism in the 1960s and 70s. Funny enough, there were male feminists like Warren Farrell back then, but most of the male feminists today are the real simps. They look weak and pathetic and are not exactly a beacon of masculinity with their soy stash mustache. I'm guessing that some of the so-called earliest feminists in the late 1960s were smart and put masculine male feminists into their movement to shield themselves against the critique of men. Also to show social proof that men agreed with what they were doing and fighting for. They were probably there simply to deflect negative attention and recruit far more females to the cause because there might be some attractive men there. But eventually when they got big enough, they kicked out all the useful male idiots. And that's why if I get a Sigma channel going... I wouldn't be a bad idea to interview aspirational Sigma females. Then it becomes harder for females to get men to try and cancel me if I'm highlighting the best women have to offer. It'll be interesting to see how the attacks would come in a situation like that. They'll probably just point out my old MGTOW channel and claim misogyny because of that. But I can always mention how my ideas and thinking have evolved, which they have. As for that woman Lillian back in 1923, it's just another story showing how women try and shut down male spaces throughout history. They successfully petitioned the King of England to shut down coffee shops back in the day. They successfully got the vote and banned alcohol until the government had to basically let people drink again or the mafia would eventually corrupt the whole government. I have a greater understanding of the struggle of women trying to silence us now. As Sun Tzu once said, if you understand yourself and not your enemy, you will win half the time. But if you understand both, you will win every time. 
I understand that women won't stop. The best way to spread information about female nature is away from their main targets, that being MGTOW right now. But soon after that, it's going to be incels and PUAs. They won't know what hit them. The best way to deal with this situation is to indirectly speak about female nature. Get men to go their own way without actually telling them to go their own way. I just find it funny that here we have the term simp and one of its first recorded uses. Today we call men simps if they idealize mediocre pussy. Lillian used it to describe men as simpletons if they didn't get married. I also absolutely love how men use the excuse of widower's grief to hide their club where men talk about never getting married. It was clever but not clever enough because women figured it out and attacked it. I think something inclusive of females has a better chance of surviving in the long run so long as women don't co-opt it like they do most things. That's why I want to highlight the few select Sigma females out there. Will it work? I don't know. But if I don't try, I will never know. I can keep going out and making MGTOW content on this channel, but I'll reach and save more men if I rebrand at this point. That's the most important thing about this message. It will always come under attack from women, but if I encourage women and men to stay single and focus on their purpose instead, it's hard to shame the men without appearing to be a complete hypocrite, while not shaming the women. Then show examples of single women working 60 plus hours a week on awesome projects. Even the simps will see that as a positive thing. If you highlight both the strong independent males and females, how do our feminist opponents separate one from the other? For example, if in 1923, there was a widow's association in the same building as the widower's group, and yet they were separate, then it would actually be harder to criticize. A good example is also the Amish. Men and women there are separated in many social gatherings, similar to those in the Orthodox Judaism. And yet no one can criticize the Amish because they're a religious group. Maybe register MGTOW as a religious belief system, I don't know. But what I do know is, it's going to be fun watching the incels and PUAs that hate us get wrecked in the media in the coming months and years, and watch their money dwindle away because of demonetization. And I simply don't care. They are making money convincing men that the plantation is a good thing. The only reason they haven't been demonetized up until now is because there have been bigger fish to fry. MGTOW. Women work their way from the biggest threat down. Those, of course, being unmarried bachelors that want to stay that way. Wish me luck with my new strategy. As for Lillian in 1923, it just shows you that the female nature out there never changes. And the women's instinct is to make sure that all men are on the relationship plantation or clamoring to get into some woman's clam, even though women find 80% of the men out there substandard for them. A thirsty man still has value because he's going to give women attention in the friend zone. A man that says never again is one that won't even make a useful emotional tampon. Anyways, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to smash the like button the way that Lillian Henderson tried smashing a police detective job because he was the head of a widower's association in 1923 Atlantic City. Bang the bell and check out the mystery link. Follow me on BitChute, Twitter, and Facebook to get tomorrow's video today. Subscribe to me on Minds, Odyssey, and MGTOW.TV to get the video for the day after tomorrow. This channel's been demonetized. And if you want to help me keep making content, then please support me through Subscribestar. There's a link to it in the description. Or you can do an hour-long coaching chat with the Sandman for 45 US dollars. And it won't rush you out the door like a cheap whore. Thanks for taking your daily dose of red pills. And remember, a red pill a day keeps the women trying to cancel the 1923 version of MGTOW away. So enjoy the rest of your day. And cheers.